Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, Sine. How would you feel if I became a prince? I'd be thrilled. I get to be a princess. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Why? What? I just meant generally I become a prince. I wasn't thinking about you. <laughs> I just think I'll be a good prince. You can come too, I guess. What? Just do nothing and like smile and wave at crowds? It'd be all right, wouldn't it? Pretty nice life, actually. It's basically what Sam does, isn't it? It's basically... Is he a prince? Yes. A cat prince. <laughs> Good morning or afternoon. This is the Queen. No, it's not. It's me. It's Lonnie. Tricked you. <laughs> <laughs> this is I Only Like You, the film and TV review podcast with me, Lonnie, and my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. This week we have watched The Crown, season two. Mm. We've seen season one, which we quite liked. And even though some people hate The Crown, apparently, which I don't think was a real thing, but apparently it is, we kind of like it. Why do they hate The Crown? Oh, it's just like stuffy white people talking to each other in fancy rooms. I mean, kind of. But it's interesting. It's still interesting, And yeah. it looks beautiful. Uh-huh. And I think there are some people who just don't like it because they don't like the Queen and stuff, but you know what? For the record, I don't think the monarchy should be a thing, especially here in Australia. There's no re- reason for us to have a Queen. But... I think everybody in the royal family is quite interesting, mm. especially Lizzie, as I call her. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. It is kind of weird that in, like, a world where we have iPads and rockets, we also have a king and the queen. <laughs> it is, it's really bizarre, isn't <laughs> like it? Like medieval times. But, God, they're fascinating. It's such a fascinating family. I know. And, like, part of it is they're just a celebrity family these days because they don't have any real power over the country or anything. And, you know, some people call them like the the white Kardashians. I mean, that's kind of true, kind of true. But still, this show was quite interesting. And I think the people who dismiss it as just like a soap opera about the royal family, they miss all the history elements of it. Yeah, like obviously it's not a documentary, but it's teaching me more about the history of England than Mm. anything else I've watched. Especially the first season, which was just... As much about Winston Churchill in mm. his you know, second go as Prime Minister yeah. as it was about the Queen. Yeah. Anyway, this season started off a bit slow for me, I must admit, mm. especially when Philip was on his you know, trip around the world. Then sort of got more interesting in the middle and then dipped away a little bit more towards the end. Things I don't care about. Yeah. Philip. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Why is that? Because mm, he's him. Okay, fair enough. It the show is definitely the Queen's show, isn't it? I just don't, I don't care. Every time I'm on Philip, I don't really care because it's just creating another mess. Basically, this season was about everyone creating messes, and the Queen had to fix. And she's just doing the right thing, and then she just has to like sort out people's problems because they're being idiots all the time. 
So you hate Margaret? Is that what you're trying to say? Oh, but I love Margaret, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> it did start slow. It picked up in the middle, but I think it was a really weak ending as well to end the season on. That last episode was so weak and nothing happened. And considering that this cast isn't going to be back next season, I feel like it was a weird way to sort of say goodbye to everybody. I don't understand why we're changing the actors. And I also don't understand why we're changing some of the actors and not all of the actors. Because why? If we can make Gary Oldman look like Winston Churchill and Brad Pitt look like old Benjamin Button, I feel like we can age Claire Foy a couple of years with makeup. Why do we need whole new actors? Why? Go on, be devil's advocate. Want me to say, or you want to just no? Go on. <clears throat> well, I think what they want to do is not have her being still in her thirties in the next year or two, playing someone in her seventies going forward, up until her eighties and nineties, if they do up until now or, or the Queen's whole life. Why not? I think they would find it distracting, perhaps. They think people might be focused more on the prosthetics and the makeup rather than the performance going forward, which I don't know if that's the case. I'm just, that's just an argument I think they might have. And I think that would be what everyone talks about over the next few years if they did that. I won't. I'll talk about how I miss Claire and she's the only queen in my eyes. But, like, what? So they're going to recast her and recast Philip, but, like, keep the queen mum? That doesn't make any sense. I'm not sure. Maybe. Like, it, I don't know how they do yeah. some and not everyone else. I'm not sure about that either. I do think it might be. The other thing is the actors might not have wanted to sign up for, you know, 10 years of this show. I guess not. You're not going to be happy, are you? No, I'm not. Are you going to watch the rest of it? Or yeah, I'll it... just hate watch it. I love Claire Foy. I have loved her since she was little Dorrit. Okay, Olivia Coleman's been cast. She's pretty cool. Who's she? She's from Peep Show with Oh that one, yeah, yeah. We've been through this. Sorry. It's okay. Just we had that exact conversation a few nights ago. As you can tell, it doesn't take a lot of emotional energy for me to invest into a new cast because I don't care. Anyway, this season had good moments, has slow moments. Best episode by far was episode five, Marionette's one, with all the recommendations. And that reveal, oh, she was there, she was in the room, he turned around and she's there. <laughs> and then he kept saying them, he kept talking, and she's mm-hmm. like, next? Oh. Yeah. It was good, though. That's the interesting part about the show, is how they're adapting into the new world. Mm. Apparently that's the thing they worry about the most, the royal family, is being forgotten. Mm. They want to be celebrities. They want to be in the magazines and everything else. But yeah, that was a good episode. And I liked how it all played out as well. Mm. I like how seeing, like it did a bit of time jump stuff and then eventually that final conclusion. Yeah, I agree. Secondary point, feel like the show doesn't do a very good job of explaining where you are in time and space. Like, 
uh, that episode jumped around a bit and it got to like the second scene. I was like, oh, okay, this is before. There's no like timestamp or, you know, previously or nothing. And I think this show really needs it when yeah. they're jumping around so much. I, I totally agree with you. I think that episode did have a 24 hours earlier. Well, that you might have missed, but yeah. The first episode, for example, that started in the middle and then they went back. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so that hasn't happened yet. It was just hard to get my head around it. But Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then suddenly one episode we're in 1955 and the next episode's 1960 and they haven't told us. But yeah. you're supposed to, if you know a bit, bit about the history, you can keep up or mm. because of how they're talking and stuff. Mm. But yeah, you're right. I think that episode, they did have a title though, but that's beside the point. I liked the episode where... Um, Uncle came back trying to get a job. Ooh. Turned out he's a Nazi. Yep. Oh, that was the best end of that episode where it just ends and the showrunners just put up some photos, some real life the photos, photos. Yeah. and just fade to black. And it's, oh my <laughs> God, it's the most shade I've ever seen thrown in a TV show. It's just like, we're just going to put this here um, and you can make up your own mind. It was so cool. <laughs> so I knew about that. I knew that. He had links to the Nazis, mm. but you didn't know that, did you? No. So how did the episode play out for you? I, I knew he was never going to get a job because of that, you know. So oh uh, yeah, I did. I thought he was going to get one. I don't know how it played out for me, just the way that it was shown, I guess. But how it, like the twist and everything it played, did it work well for you? Or... Uh, it wasn't so much it was, a twist. I knew it was coming, so that's why I'm trying to right. see how it, it wasn't ended. so much a twist for me because I already vaguely knew that Philip had ties with his family or whatever to the Nazis, so it didn't surprise me that someone else in that family had ties. The King of England, though? No, it didn't really surprise me. I was waiting. <laughs> I don't know what that says, but I already knew that the family had, you know, some ties in Nazism. Yeah, Philip didn't, I really. It was his, his family more than Philip himself. He wasn't meeting with Hitler or anything. But, yeah, it's a... Interesting chapter of history, isn't it? I think it was interesting I, to me because those characters I really liked and I was introduced to them in the sh through the show being like mm -hmm. really hard done by and they wouldn't let him marry the one, woman he loved and all that kind of stuff and they were awful to him because he abdicated. But it's weird when you feel remorse for a character and then something's revealed later on, you're like, mm, he's probably not a very nice person but it doesn't really make what they did to him okay. But then maybe he shouldn't have been <laughs> doing that stuff. Yeah, and being a Nazi sympathiser in the 1930s was very different to being a Nazi sympathiser during or after the war. Yeah. Again, that's not defending him or anything, but if, if it's true that he was going there and this, how much of the show is true about him... Telling the secrets telling and the secrets stuff and, and her and having an affair with and, the high yes, general I, and everything. That is... a. Uh, whole different story isn't it the thing is though the thing about the crown and the royal family is that we're never going to know for sure because they'll just deny everything ever the same as that episode where they thought it was philip pictured in that um link to that guy in the female affair yeah, yeah. they're never going to admit if they were wrong so i feel like the show does a very good job of exploring things and just like leaving it up to interpretation like you could choose to believe whether Philip was there or not and you could choose mm -hmm. to believe or not whether she was having an affair and selling, like giving secrets from the secret box of King stuff to mm -hmm. the Nazi people, um, which really frustrates me that we're never going to know. But I think the show is like, you yeah, know, 
<laughs> you know, don't you? But th- we're not going to say it because they'll sue us, but, you know, mm. like that's why they put the photos up there. Well, it's very interesting that she has lived a public life, almost a whole life, mm. but there is so much we don't know. But also, it's like these people are making a whole TV show making money off her life, mm. but has the royalty putting them out there as public figures in the first place, they not got any right to a private life if you're the queen or in the royal family. Yeah, I think there's definitely a... They're not private citizens, are they? A kind of waiver that you sign if you become Mm. part of public life like that. Something you you put up with, you have a life of immense privilege, but also... Well, there's always going to be speculation, right, about Mm. everything, so I don't know. I guess, yeah. It is... It's a bit unfair for those in the royal family to, you know, put their wedding on TV and then get upset about uh, yeah, paparazzi. Yeah. And I was know. just going to say that you can't pick and choose what bits. Mm. Like if you want to remain relevant and you want your country to talk about you and be relevant, you can't choose which bits they're going to talk about. Yeah. Well, moving forward into the next couple of seasons, you're talking about the Queen having to deal with her husband and sister. Her children growing up will be, oh, be a yeah. different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and her grandchildren, some of them anyway. I wonder if they're going to sort of, like, how much they're going to do of the Diana years on well, this show because the Queen, has, the film The Queen, done by the same people, mm. has already covered that pretty well. Well, you think, I reckon they'd get to that point and be like, okay, go watch The Queen and come back, <laughs> come back to us. They might even skip it, you know. They might even yeah, I think, go afterwards or whatever. But Well, I think the early years of Diana's life, with the royals probably hasn't been covered that much yeah, on TV yet or that's very filmed true. yet. But we only really know the end bit and Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. I was reading someone online saying that the, the show like skipped some important parts of history, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm. but they had JFK's assassination. Yeah. It's it's interesting what they choose to do. And well, I was really interested over. when Margaret had a child that we didn't, she all of a sudden had a kid, we didn't get like a reaction that she was pregnant yeah. or anything. It's interesting. It took us until the penultimate episode of season two for Charles to be in the story or yeah. one of the Queen's children. Yeah. Does she ever see them? I don't know. No. <laughs> probably, but probably probably not. I, I agree with you. Well, that episode when he came back from the boarding school, he hugged mm. the nanny and the nanny was there and mm. he's got a stronger relationship with her than he does with the, his own mother, which is terrible. But um, It's kind of a deal, course, though, I guess, yeah. yeah. But... um. I think in terms of what they cover and not, I think we didn't find out about Margaret's stuff because it didn't directly impact the Queen. I guess it, it all comes back to the Queen. Yeah. yeah. So the affair with Peter Townsend and all that was relevant because she had to make a decision to not let them marry. You know what I mean? Whereas the impact in certain side storylines is generally, well, I guess it's generally about what affects her personally. Um, but then this season also, it, I've seen some people talk about this as well, it had elements of the Prime Ministers, but just didn't seem that keen on them. No. Not as keen as they were with Winston Churchill, who had his own yeah. storyline, yeah. basically. I didn't really like all the stuff with the Prime Ministers. I especially didn't really like this Prime Minister. Um, yeah, I wasn't really that interested in all the politics stuff. I was yeah. more interested in sort of the the interpersonal relationships in the family and Philip's affairs and all that kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I had a question for you. In the episode We Really Loved Marionettes, there's a hunting element, mm-hmm. which I found really difficult to watch, even though I know it's all pretend. But then I went, is it all pretend? How do they do hunting stuff in TV? 
It's a good question. I wouldn't have thought they'd been allowed to kill things on screen like that. Yeah. I imagine it's like a dummy or CGI when it actually dies. Right. Can we look into it for you? No, I'm just a bit like, oh, don't like killing animals sort of thing. But it's a big part of their family. They love killing animals, love shooting birds I, for some reason. I don't think they'd be allowed to do that. It wouldn't be good given okay. animal safety accreditation stuff, would they? I hope not. Yeah. It is funny, though, that they need to have people on set to check that the animals are looked after, but then... Lunchtime, they probably go and eat chicken burgers or whatever <laughs> like weird, the craft services are. Different story, obviously. All right, then. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few seasons. Mm. I might be watching them solo. No, I'll watch them. You'll just have your arms crossed the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> definitely didn't like this season as much as the first one. Okay. I feel like this season had more highs, but overall it didn't grip me as much as the first no. season. Perhaps mm-hmm. we're just kind of used to it. Probably yeah. give it, I don't know, three stars. Yeah, probably the same. Fine. Yeah. I kind of felt relief when we finished it, but I still enjoyed it when I was watching it. It was just yeah. kind of like a little bit of a slog to get through. Especially the last couple of episodes were just a bit draggy and like, ugh. I said this about something else recently, but could this have been a like a four-part thing rather yes. than a ten-part? 100% it could have. I mean... If you do that, though, you don't get the cool episodes that are just the, the marionettes one, which isn't really integral to the life of the Queen, but yeah. is an interesting part of history. I feel like, though, the way they did it with the bookends of his affair with the dancer and everything was just really poorly handled. It's like they got to the end of the season and they're like, oh, that's right, we didn't we didn't um, address this kind of thing. Quickly, shove it in here in the last episode, you know. That's what it felt mm. like. It felt like, I don't it know. It's interesting that they give lots of weight to some things, but then like the profumal affair, which is really a big part of British yeah. history and had repercussions and stuff, sort of like you didn't know much about that, did you? So you had no idea actually what happened. I literally had no was, idea what was going on. <laughs> I know, and I'd, I'd read about it, so I had more of an understanding. But even then, it was half an episode mm. when other things take, you know, Philip's trip around the world took well, yeah, and, three episodes. And his best friend's divorce was set oh, up over God. like four episodes. So that's it took so long to deal with. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Like, it's still good, and it's still probably one of the best shows you'll watch out there, like, in terms of production done. values yeah. and writing and Princess Margaret being cool. Like, you don't see that in every show, do you? No. I feel so sorry for her. Yeah. I just realized uh, she, she wasn't allowed to marry the one person she loved, Lonnie. Yeah. And then she she had she's, to get the announcement out before his. and She married someone else. So she's... <sighs> anyway, we'll Margaret. see what happens there. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast today. We have lots of other podcasts you might be interested in, including, what's your favourite today? Um, I don't know. People seem to like our Swiss Army Man. People also seem to like our BuzzFeed Unsolved. Find a little guy. Find a little nugget that's only had a few listens and give it some love, you know? <laughs> I don't want them to feel left out, the ones that aren't, Yeah. you know, about something popular. Yeah, get one of the the least popular movies like Loving Vincent great film from last yeah. year give that a listen to give it a little a little cuddle let it know that you like it just as much as it's brothers and sisters <laughs> make sure it feels wanted and needed in life okay we'll see you next week after you've done that <laughs> thanks for listening bye bye 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.